One of the things that I found out early on was that body care products can be laced with chemicals, toxins, and things we know as a pheromone, or in other words, like a xeno hormone, a false kind of a hormone. And they load these products with them and in order to make them have a desired outcome, like women's face creams, you know, that like wrinkle removing, youth serum, I'm gonna look ageless beauty. All those have hormones in them. How do you think they get that result? That's how they do it. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way. Integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, quick question. Would you like to really begin getting your health back on track? You know, beyond a simple New Year's resolution? If so, I want you to go and join the Uplevel Your Health VIP program. This is where you'll receive a monthly empowerment pack from me that includes weekly opportunities to ask me and my team questions live to get the support you need with your health and vitality. You'll also have access to tips, tools, and resources on how to best care for your body as the seasons change so you can be ahead of the curve and optimize your health rather than waiting until you're sick and broken to try to do something about it. Jump on in so you can be a part of the monthly meditations and offerings, and you get a free seven-day free trial. The link is in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Yeah, so um, ladies, I am just thrilled to introduce you to someone who has been a huge impact. I can't wait even to tell you how much of an impact you've had on my life, Dr. Rhonda. (laughs) Like seriously, Um, she's been a huge impact on my life. Like I honestly feel like you're the reason I am the doctor I am today. Well, thank you. Like seriously, like when I first started um, down this path, you know, I, I, I had no idea like the the, the breadth of, of understanding that we can have when we're looking at lab work and understanding health and looking at patients and really doing a proper intake and things like that. Uh, Dr. Rhonda Nelson is a teacher of mine. Uh, I've been studying with her for, gosh, I have, I think I came to you in 2008, <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long time. <laughs> A long, long time. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. So Dr. Rhonda looks at, uh, at health through a lens that most doctors don't look, look through. And so to be able to have the opportunity to learn from her has been a tremendous benefit, not just to myself, but to my patients. Uh, she is um, a trusted leader in the wellness arena and is on a mission to change the way that healthcare practitioners deliver functional care to their patients. She's a nationally known speaker and a passionate author. She continues to refine her clinical skills and works with patients virtually. She provides support for clinicians through her online educational platform. And she is a well-respected for her practical and down-to-earth marketing strategies. So she's 
she's a brilliant woman. Uh, you know, she's mostly in the market of helping practitioners right now, but I'm just saying that uh, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Right. I think you're a wonderful woman and anyone who feels called to listen to your words and to, to heed your guidance, I am so happy to be able to share your words with people. Well, thank you. That was quite the introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> you don't you. have to, you don't have to, you know, I think that it's, um, especially for healthcare practitioners. I know, I know you already know this, but especially for healthcare practitioners that sometimes we feel really, really small in this world of dysfunction. And, uh, I know I've felt that way of myself plenty of times. And just to be able to express to you that, all these little sprinkles of wisdom that you've been spreading throughout the <laughs> however many years it is I've known you and before and beyond that uh, actually is making a huge difference. And it's not just, again, like I said earlier, it's not just making a difference in my life. You're, you've actually taught me things that I can share with so many other patients and help patients step into their own well-being in a greater way. Like right. that's exponential brilliance that you're sharing. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad it's making an impact. And that's the, you know, that's the whole goal is that you know, right. we talk about like paying it forward. It's the same for me. Like I, I was, when I started out as a clinician, you know, you graduate school and you think, you know, everything and what you really know is nothing. And so yeah. you get out into the real world and I didn't have anyone, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone to teach me. And I really had to learn so much of it the hard way. I taught myself and I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but that, I guess that's why I'm so passionate about helping other clinicians is because I didn't have that. I wish that I'd had it. It would have made the runway so much shorter if I'd had that kind of help. So that's why I love doing what I'm doing. So it makes me really happy to know that it's impacting your clients and patients. That makes me happy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious how you got into your line of work. Well, uh, there's a super long story. You can read the long-ish version on my website, but the short kind of abbreviated story is that um, I grew up eating a really horrible standard American diet full of Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Little Debbie oatmeal cookies and mint chip ice cream, my favorites. And we just, that's just how we grew up. So my family, we were not healthy. I was a chubby child and um, I'm the oldest of five children. And when I, I got married when I was 18 and had my first child at 20 and I loved being a mom, but horrible delivery, you know, very, 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 very colicky first baby wasn't able to nurse past six weeks. I couldn't produce enough mm. milk for a rat. I mean, no. like not, because my diet was so bad, but I didn't know about all that. I didn't, mm. I just had no idea. So, uh, Fast forward, child number two, child number three. And then by the time my diet kind of started to change in the middle in there somewhere, but not very much. And then when my oldest daughter was 10, she was diagnosed with terminal bone cancer. And that is a game changer for any parent. It doesn't matter. Like it's just, it turns you everything on its head. And so I already kind of knew that there was, you know, you know, you need to eat better, but I lived in a very tiny town in Northern California. So I had no idea. I didn't have anybody to teach me again, didn't have anyone to show me the way. So I, when she got diagnosed with cancer, I thought, okay, there's gotta be something to this because old people get cancer, not mm -hmm. 10 year olds. There's yeah. something super wrong with this whole program right here. This is not working for me. 
So I became that mama bear that just went after her, you know, whatever I needed to learn in order to protect my little cub. And that took me on this journey. I was in business, small business accounting. So I was working with small business owners Mm -hmm. and in a variety of, you know, niches. And I left all that and went into alternative medicine because I knew that chemotherapy was the option. And Mm -hmm. although we did that, I knew that there were other options. And so fast forward, my oldest daughter, they said she would die. They said she would never live much longer than about nine months after diagnosis. She it's been over 20 years, 25 years now. And she has four children. They said she would never have children. (laughs) And she's kind of like a walking miracle. She does have a little bit of a bionic arm, but, um, you know, I'd rather have a living child with a bionic arm than no child at all. So it was all worth the fight, all of it, hundred percent worth it. But that's the power of understanding how your body works and then doing what we need to do to feed and nourish and support it. Because cancer is only a symptom of yeah. a malfunctioning liver and a, and a long history of stress and a poor diet and poor digestion and all those things that go into it. So cancer mm. is just like that final white flag, but she got cancer because I didn't know those things going in. Like I mm-hmm. ate a horrible diet when I was pregnant with her. So, you know, you look back and there's no guilt there. So I am okay, but sure. you look back and you go, Oh uh, yeah, I definitely would have done that differently. I would have had a different outcome had I done it differently, but it's okay because I got the blessing of her being part of my life still. And so I'm super happy about that. And, and how, who you've become because of it too. Yeah. Yeah. She's the reason she's a hundred percent. The reason why I do what I do hands down hundred percent. I would still be crunching numbers, which funny thing is I've actually ended up kind of going back to my roots that way. So I, I, I got the clinical thing figured out and now I work with practitioners to help them build thriving, scalable businesses using my business knowledge and then I can put the clinical piece right on top of it. So it's kind of like a little perfect trifecta, but yeah, I started by, by having to solve a really big problem and that's how I got into this. Wow. That's amazing. That's so cool. And she has kids herself. I know you've had other things with your other children. Like for, for instance, I remember the story about, uh, the ax deodorant and your son. Yes. <laughs> tell you. (laughs) You know, those are the things that you just, you just learned. So as I got more into, um, this alternative functional world of healthcare, I started to realize that there's a lot of bad information out there. So Dr. Google is the worst educational university you could ever have. There are some things that are good, but there's a lot of it. That's not good. And some of the information out there is actually incredibly harmful. One of the things that I found out early on was that body care products can be laced with chemicals, toxins, and things we know as a pheromone, or in other words, like a xeno hormone, a false kind of a hormone. And they load these products with them. And in order to make them have a desired outcome, like women's face creams, you know, that like wrinkle removing youth serum, I'm going to look ageless beauty. All those have hormones in them. How do you think they get that result? That's how they do it. So the Axe products, I don't know if you're, you obviously know, but if your um, community knows your patients, your viewers, Axe products like Axe deodorant, Axe body wash, they have like you know, body spray, they have shampoo, all that. 
loaded, loaded with these hormones. And so my youngest son, when he was in high school, he was using as before I knew all this, he was using these X products and he started getting so mean, I mean, mean and strong. I mean, beyond puberty, boy, muscle strong, like punch a hole in the wall and hurt me. Like I'm scared kind of strong. And I thought, this is not, this is way out of character for this child. He is not this person by personality. Something is not right. So I decided to do a saliva test on him and he had more estrogen than I did and more testosterone than the lab could even measure. So I had to figure out where it was coming from. And sure enough, it was these Axe products. So don't use Axe. (laughs) They're bad news. (laughs) Wow, man. Yeah, that's such a crazy story. And, you know, it's not just Axe, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah. 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 It's everywhere. Anything that says what you want to look for are things that say um, wrinkle in women for women, anything wrinkle reducing, you know, age for age defying use serum, firming, toning, brightening, all of those words. Those are key words for the presence of hormones. So, or yeah. anything that kind of gives you that feel of like that sex appeal, like it's going to make you sexy. Mm. It's going to make you, you know, it's that, that's the ax products with these kids. Like it's the, you know, I'm going to make you feel like a man because it's building that testosterone like crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's why. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, as you know, we are on the ultimate biohack for women. Personally, I believe that the ultimate biohack for women is our ability to tap into and listen to and trust our intuition, our inner wisdom, and to be connected to that inner source within us that allows us to accomplish great things and to be, be a live a purposeful life. Um, you know, you can take all the supplements in the world and if you're not really tuning into that aspect of yourself, yeah, yeah. may or may not get to where you want to go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you go, 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 go. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what the ultimate biohack for women is about. Uh, but, and I also love to share with our listeners, all different kinds of hacks that we can do for ourselves to up-level our well-being, to improve the function, to improve our energy, to improve our hormones and, and to improve our lives. So I would just love it if you'd give us some of your personal hacks that you do for yourself and you recommend to your practitioners, you know, in, in the world of, of women's wellness. It's a such, I love that you're doing this because it's so needed. And there's again, kind of back to Dr. Google, there's so much bad information out there, you know, take this mm-hmm. pill or do this thing. And you're going to have all these amazing results. And it doesn't often happen that way. There's some, there's some work that we have to put into this, but it doesn't have to be difficult. So I would say the first thing for me is always going to be self-care. Now I say that because I'm not always really good at it, but it's a, but it's a priority for me. And the reason is as women, we are, I think culturally, like we just are trained that we take care of people. So when you have children and you're the mother, you're making sure that all your kids have everything they need and your spouse has what he needs. And you, you know, you, you, you're running the show and you got the house and you got the groceries and you're making meals and you're running them here, doing this, doing the thing. And who gets left behind me as the mom. So it's switching that mindset that says, wait a minute, 
I can't be of any use to the rest of you at my greatest potential. I can't serve all of you at my highest potential if I'm not filling up my vessel, Mm. if I'm not taking care of me. And that might mean that one night a week you get a babysitter and you just go to your favorite coffee shop and you read your favorite book and you just sew and pour and love Mm. yourself. So it's that self-care, whatever that looks like. And it might be making sure that you're taking your supplements, or it might be making sure that you go for a walk every day, but whatever it is that fills your cup, that self-care is absolutely crucial. And it's a hard thing to do because we just tend to want to be caregivers and we want to give to everyone else first. And we are the ones that get neglected. So I always say that has to be at the top of the list. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's very clear that you're doing your self-care. Your skin looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it does. I'm like, um, wow. Look so I will good. say on I will say that on this, on that note, and so I get compliments on my skin all the time. But I will tell you, this is one of the things that I started when I was probably 20, 21. Uh, I started in a uh, some of your, you know, listeners might know there was a cosmetic company that was a rival to Mary Kay cosmetics and it was called Jaffra and the Mm. oldies are going to know Jaffra. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I got this was a multi-level company and I got hooked up with Jaffra and they had these body care products and their signature thing was this Royal jelly milk balm thing. But I learned back then I learned the importance of washing my face every single night. And I guess that kind of falls under that self-care, right? Mm -hmm. I learned how before bed, and it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. because I live in Vegas and maybe we went to a show and then we went out to dinner afterwards, bad lifestyle, but I don't do it all the time. But let's just say it's 2 a.m. and I get home. I will not get in bed without washing my face. I don't care if the house is on fire. If the house is on fire, excuse me, I'll be out in a minute. I got to wash my face. (laughs) So I always wash my face and that's part of that self-care, but that's just been kind of a ritual that I've had for so many years and it's paying off as I've gotten older, my skin looks pretty good. So thank you for the compliment, but that's my secret. I like it. That's an easy one. (laughs) It's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. How many do you want? How many like, Oh, um, you know what, what, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, maybe if there's something that, um, you could speak to around hormones. I know most of my, most of my listeners are kind of in the 40 to 60 range. I would think. Oh yeah. Rough water. That's rough water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay. Let's talk about that. Yep. That perimenopause, menopause transition is super bumpy. And I always say it's like getting, taking off in an airplane and it's turbulent and some parts of the ride are not turbulent and other parts are super turbulent. And sometimes you get on an airplane where you're literally like going up and you're dropping and it's really, really, really rough. But the good news is that what goes up must come down. So with the right intervention during that flight, during that perimenopause, menopause flight with the right kind of support intervention lifestyle, it doesn't have to be so bumpy. So one of the things that as women we do, we are more prone to this than men are, and it affects our physiology much different. And that is the effects of stress. Mm. So stress is the number one thing that will cause accelerated aging. 
So not only does it age us faster, we actually go into what's called catabolism. That means that our body is breaking down faster than it's rebuilding. So we're going at a deficit every single day when stress is present. But the thing is, we can't get away from stress. Like it's not going to go away, especially 2020 right. stress. Like it's That's not right. going away. And, and it's been a rough year for many people. Depression is up. There's lots of negative effects we've seen as a result of what we've experienced this year. However, there are a group of herbs that are known as adaptogens. And these adaptogenic herbs do just what their name applies. They help implies, they help us adapt to stress. So it doesn't make the stress go away, but it makes it so that instead of me feeling that chest tightness or feeling like anxious in my head or depressed or my heart racing, these adaptogens help me so that I can respond rather than react. So one of the key things during this biohack for this tumultuous 40 to 60 year period of time are adaptogens all the way. And my favorite adaptogen is ashwagandha, hands mm. down my favorite. My second favorite is one called rhodiola. Those are my two all-time favorite adaptogens, and they can make a world of difference, especially if you're suffering from hot flashes, night sweats, memory loss, all that stuff. Those two herbs can make a tremendous difference, and they, they just help keep you calm. And when we're under stress, our skin ages, our you know organs age faster, our muscles atrophy faster. We can't mm. think because the brain gets washed in cortisol. So having those adaptogens on board is a huge game changer as we age, really throughout life, but especially as we start to you know enter that final quarter of our lives, mm. so to speak. Those adaptogens are make a huge difference. Yes, thank you for that. I know I'm a ashwagandha addict. <laughs> I love that. I know I'm raising my hand on that one. I love ashwagandha. I, I love, love, love that one. It's my absolute favorite. In fact, the studies show that the longer you take it, the more beneficial it is. Oh. So I have some patients that take it and they say, okay, I feel better. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm like, don't do that. Don't Keep stop going. Keep going. Just reduce the dose. So maybe you only need one or two tablets a day rather than four. So just reduce the dose, but keep it going because it's more effective. The longer you take it, the calmer you get. By the time we die, we won't care because we're so calm. That's what our goal is, right? <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, I mean, just speaking of the, the 2020 thing, this has kind of been on my mind a bit because, you know, clearly we're going through a lot of stress and clearly it's an opportunity for transformation in so many ways. And as a, as humanity across the globe, we're all trying to figure it out. Like, what is it that we're having to like, look at our shadow self, I think in a really big right. way. Right. And within that, there's a lot of healing that's being called to be looked at or, you know, be, be with. And, uh, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, believer in, in the way we think affects our body and how our body heals or doesn't heal or yeah. becomes ill. And, you know, I, 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 are you familiar with, uh, messages from the body? Yes. By Dr. Lincoln? Love, yes, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> love so, yeah. So I'm, a, I'm like a big fan of that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when we, when we look at 
autoimmunity specifically, we're, we're on an energetic, emotional level. We're really looking at the the way that we beat ourselves up, the way that we, you know, I would say across the board, 99%, if not a hundred of my autoimmune patients have a very self-depreciating attitude on yeah. some level. It may not be yeah. conscious, yeah. but it's there like guaranteed. I'll find it every time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious if, if you feel like this whole experience we've been going through with COVID and, and the lockdown and all this stuff, do you feel like there's going to be like an a rise in things like autoimmunity? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to look like autoimmune. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I am yeah. going to say yes to that. If for no mm. other reason, because the stress level has been so high and I don't know about you or your listeners, your viewers, but I, there have been points, many points that I have just said, I re I'm just not going to watch TV anymore. I'm oh. not going to get on social media as much or, or at all for a while. I need a break. My, my, my brain is too overwhelmed. And I find that when the information comes in, it makes me not feel at my best energetically. Like it changes the way I'm interacting with the world and more importantly with the people around me. So I yes. start getting snappy or <clears throat> me, not mean, I'm not a mean by nature. I'm just not that way, but I'll find myself like festering over something, a little thing, and it just festers and it festers and it festers. And then I just get madder and madder and madder. And usually it's directed at my spouse, my husband. And then I'll say, mm -hmm. I'm mad at you. And he says, like this morning, he said, why? I said, because blah, 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 blah. And it was something so stupid, but it's yeah. because I get overwhelmed. So I think that that energetic, we have to be just as conscious of what's going on internally, but we also have to be very aware of what's happening out there to protect us yeah. so that we're not getting the wheels spinning up here in a way that's going to perpetuate illness in the body. So it's just yeah. as important to kind of guard what comes in, whether it's through your eyes, your ears, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you sensing the people that you're around? You know? Yes. So yes, I do believe that we are going to see, we're going to, I think it's just going to look different, but I don't, it could be autoimmune, but I do think we're going to start seeing some more physical ramifications or outcomes based on what the, what we've gone through this year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be autoimmune either. I've just been kind of feeling like something, some things will definitely arise because we're in yeah. such a tumultuous time and yeah, totally. <laughs> Excuse me. I, 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 I often invite my patients to do a media fast for seven days and it's amazing the resistance that I get. Yeah. that I get to that. It's crazy. And have you ever seen the movie social, uh, social dilemma? No, I have not watched it because I was, oh I, again, this was one of the things for me. I said, I don't know that that's going to be good for me. I don't know that that, I think that that's going to cause me some turmoil a little bit. And so I've not chosen to watch it, but everybody's watched it and basically said, it's the same thing that we all know. And that is that social media is a problem. And you already know. know that. Yeah. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to watch it to know what they're saying. <laughs> you really don't. Exactly. Um, but when, when you get, when your head gets wrapped around it, 
it, it, it will, it will totally blow your mind. Like for me, I'm, I'm not, I don't, we don't even have TV. I watch Netflix if I want to watch a movie or something, yeah. but, yeah. um, and on for social media, I I'm not on social media. It might seem like I am because I pre-schedule posts and, you know, <laughs> do my little thing for one hour on Mondays and, you know, there you go. Occasionally I'll respond to people in my group, but I'm not on there flipping. Like that's just not my thing because no, I feel the impact that that has on my mm-hmm. psychology and my physiology. And yeah, you're right. And, and, and it's so pervasive. It's almost like you can't get away from it, but the truth of it is you can. Yeah. And it's just a tool, you know, and it's a good tool. If you use the tool, right. If I have a hammer and I just go start hitting everything I see with a hammer, well, that's not the right tool. I need to not use a hammer if I'm walking next to my car, but I do need to use a hammer if I need a nail handled. Right. (laughs) So social media is just a tool. And once we learn how to use it properly and use it correctly, then it doesn't create that kind of stress. And what I really try and do as much as I can is minimize my stress, minimize the stress, because I like feeling happy more than I like feeling grumpy or irritated at the end of the day. I like being happy and I'm a glass, I'm a glass half full kind of girl. I'm probably a glass three-fourths full kind of girl. And I like that feeling of knowing that it's going to be okay. Even if the world is a little crappy right now, I, I don't, I can make the choice as to whether what's happening out here in the world is going to affect me or not. That's my yeah. choice. That is a choice. It's a choice. It's a hundred percent choice. Just like happy is a choice. Mm-hmm. Happy is a choice. Mm-hmm. And so for me to blame that I'm unhappy on someone else, they don't have control over my feelings. I That's do. Right. And so I get to choose that. So by like not being on social media as much or taking those adaptogens or making sure that I'm guarding what's going in my eyes and my ears, like the media, rah, 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 rah. no, it yeah. doesn't make me happy. So no, I'm not doing it because I like being happy. Period. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's really useful reminders to, to really also pay attention to maybe what your habits are in the, in the, in your day-to-day life, because it it could be for someone who's not aware, it could be hard to connect. Well, I was on Facebook for a little while and now I'm unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens if you start paying attention, you'll start to realize that there's a, there's a direct correlation, but we get so programmed, you know, to do the scroll thing. And it's just like, I I live in Las Vegas and this past weekend we had company in, um, from out of town. And so they wanted to go to the strip. So we go down there and it's the only time we ever go is if there's people in town. So we go down and my friend said, I want to, um, I'm going to play $40 in the slot machines. I said, okay, I'll play $40 in the slot machines. I can't even remember the last time I, I, it's probably been 20 years since I put money in a slot machine. I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and it's the, it's mind numbingly addictive. And they've created the social media platforms, the scroll. They actually use the same busy, uh, I, I don't want to say like neurology, like behavior as they did when they created and designed the slot machines with the lights, the things, the interrupt, the pattern interrupt it's designed to do the same thing where you just, you think, well, there's just one more spin. There's just one more. I Mm -hmm. I know there's just one, there's just one more thing. When I scroll, it's just one more. And so Mm -hmm. that's why that social media, the, the thumb, you know, the thumbing, the scrolling, the scrolling, scrolling, that's why it becomes so addictive. So I blew through my $40 and said, okay, 
I'm done. That's it. I'm out. Got $40 worth of <laughs> not fun. And I will never do it again because it was not fun. I did not like it. It was not fun. Yeah. I hear you on that. No. We love Vegas. We go to Vegas every couple of years just for fun. We actually went, we came through, I guess about two months ago, we were in the height of the quarantine, but we were finishing like 14 projects all at once. And we were like road trip. Yeah. It was pretty nuts though, to see how how, how many people weren't there? Like there were no people yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really sad. wild. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Well, wow. Is there, um, anything else on your mind that you would like to share with our listeners before we well, head off here? There's probably a whole bunch of tips, but I will say since we're on the 2020 topic, um, I just recorded, um, I have a podcast. It's called the clinical entrepreneur podcast. And, I just recorded an episode and it was about how to close out the year 2020. So if you don't mind, I'll share how, how to do that. So whenever I had, I had a coach years, many, many years ago, probably 20 years ago, it was my very first coach. And she taught me this trick and I have done it faithfully every single year since then. And it's my, this is my favorite time of year, the end of the year and the first part of the year, because for me, it's a closing of a chapter an opening of a new one. It's like a book. And so my life, I'm 58. So my book has 58 chapters. Some of the chapters I don't know much about, but I, some of the chapters that I'm very intentional about, I know a lot about. And so since I started doing this with this coach, I became, I began writing intentional chapters, each chapter being a year. So at the end of the year, there are five things that I recommend, and this is all in the podcast. So if you want more detail, you can listen to the podcast, but here they are. Here's five things. Number one, the first thing I do I'll link to that in the show notes too. Okay. So the number, the number one thing that I do is I always start by writing down a number on a piece of paper, number one, number two, number three, number four. And I try and shoot for 50. That's kind of my ideal number, 50 things that I knocked it out of the park in 2020. 50 things. What did I like? Killed it home run. Or even if it was something I was scared about doing, like really scared, but I did it anyway. That still is a win for me. Like I got to first base. I still got a little ways to go, but I nailed it. I got to first base on that one. 50 things Mm. shoot for 50 that you just say, good job. Good job, sister. You did it. Good job. Proud of you. So you're going to, this is your kudo page. 50 things. And sometimes it's hard for us to think of 50 things to like do that self accolade. It's hard. It's hard. But once you get in the habit of doing it, you're going to go, dang, I'm kind of a rock star. I didn't even know I was such a rock star, but I kind of am. So 50 things. That's number one. Number two, you're going to write down the next 50 things. Doesn't have to be 50, but the next number of things that you say, yep. I was not as successful as I wanted to be with these things. For instance, usually what hits that list is self-care somewhere in there, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't take my supplements or I didn't exercise enough, or I didn't meditate as much as I wanted to, or, um, we didn't, I didn't go on date Mm -hmm. nights as often as I wanted or whatever. So that list that's number two is the things that you, they're not failures. I don't like the word failure. Failure just means that it's an opportunity to learn something. That's all. That's all it is. Not a failure. It just gives you a perspective about something that you didn't have before. What works and what doesn't work. That's all. So I like to make the list of the things that I, I know that I need to either 
get better at, or I'm going to just be okay with the fact that I just don't, am not a downhill skier. I don't want to get better downhill skiing, but I went skiing and it was an epic disaster. So, uh, that's not a fail. That means I learned something. And what did I learn? Skiing and me do not mix. So that's, that's awesome. I just learned it, right? Just learned it. So the number three then is after you have that written down, you're going to write your closing paragraph in your 2020 chapter of your book. So you're going to write your closing paragraph and your closing paragraph is something like dear 2020, you sucked bad, <laughs> whatever. Right. <laughs> I did not like you. We were not friends this year. We were friends the first half of the year, or the first quarter of the year, but the rest of the year has been a bummer. And here's what I didn't like about it, but here's what you taught me. Mm, you see, you we're right. Yeah. We're thinking like, okay, yeah, it kind of sucked this year, but here's what I learned. And so think of it like the last paragraph of a chapter that kind of summarizes all the whole year. And you're going to just write that paragraph, literally write the paragraph, like not just say it, just, I mean, write it out. And it might be three, four paragraphs for you. This is like the final epilogue to your 2020 chapter. Now that, that. closes that, it just closes it. Emotionally, we close it. Mm. Physically, we can get it out of our bodies because we've got it out of the body and onto paper. So now we close that, close that all up. Now we get to turn the page. And what does the top of the page say? 2021. <laughs> Woohoo! Now you're going to start by saying what you want from 2021. Hmm. So 2021 is going to be a year of making very deliberate and conscious decisions about what I'm going to do with my money. Because none of us could have expected the financial, you know, the shutdown and all the stuff that that entailed. Some yeah. for some impacted them more than others. But whatever it looks like for you. So you write that opening paragraph. So this is your introduction to 2021. And it can include things that you say, well, I think I want to, in 2021, um, remodel my bedroom or have a new this or do whatever it is. Mm. So that's your opening paragraph. And then in that paragraph, when you write down all the things that you really want from 2021, you're going to take those. The last step is to take five of those things and you're just going to put some action to them. Like I'm going to remodel my bedroom. Then by February, I'm going to have the decor picked out. By March, I'm going to have the paint picked out. By April, I'm going to have the contractor. You see, nice. we just put a little bit of time on it. Not so much that it's like, you know, you're getting all into the minutia, but in that opening paragraph, you're just going to say, here's what I want. Here's what it looks like. And here's my projected timeline. Because otherwise we end up with an opening paragraph that says, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to change the color of my hair and I'm going to go on vacation. But without any details, those are just empty words. Sure. So you write your opening paragraph and then you pick out your five things, put some legs to them, some teeth, give it some action. And there you go. And then you can roll right into 2021 and know exactly where you're going to go, at least for the first part of the year. 
I love that. That's really wonderful. I've actually done this practice because you've mentioned this before, but I don't think it was as in a great detail. And I think it was a hundred things, not 50. And I remember, I think last year sitting in my sauna trying to figure out 98, 99 and 100. <laughs> yeah. The list of 100 are the 100 things that are um, incompletions. 100 incompletions, uh, like a button in a pocket. You know, you put that yes. on, you can feel the button in your pocket and you're like, oh, I really need to sew that button on. That's an incompletion. It's a nagging yeah. thing. Like I need to call the insurance and yeah. change the coverage. That's an incompletion. There's, we all have them. So that's also a good exercise. Write down those hundred things because you'll start checking those off because it'll bug you. I'm a list checker. So I'm like, oh, I got to get. Yeah, me too. It did work list. actually. I went yeah. back and checked my list. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to that self-care and lifting yes. yourself up. And, you know, yes. I know <clears throat> we so badly want to close 2020 on December 31st and celebrate new years and ring in 2021 as if it's all going to be different I know, and it might not be. It just might not be right. So to be able to do these kinds of practices are just so vital and important to our well-being. Otherwise, we're going to get lost in the vortex of insanity. That's yeah, and your, keep going. your chapter never has an end. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Imagine picking mm -hmm. up a book and you know that in a book, you're going to have chapters. And one chapter mm -hmm. leads to the next chapter, which leads to the next chapter, which leads to, and there's a progression through the book. And the last chapter is when we end our life on the planet. And that's, mm -hmm. everybody has an ending chapter. It's just how it goes. But true. those chapters need to have some kind of theme or follow through. How awful would it be mm -hmm. to pick up a book and never have chapter two? Yeah. It's like one big, long chapter. There's no point at which we say, I draw the line. I'm going to close this thought, this concept of 2020. I'm going to close the concept. I'm going to put a period at the end of the sentence and I'm going to turn the page and I get to now start writing it new because 2021 will build on 2020. No question. Just sure. like when I'm 59 is I'm 59 because of what happened when I was 58. And I've learned and I carry that forward. So just think of it like the book of your life. And we just need to close every year has to close with a period. And then you start the year by saying, this is what I expect. <laughs> Intention is everything. And that's what you started at the very beginning. What we think about is what we bring about. Yep, yep. And that intention <laughs> is everything. Yeah. So with you on that. Thank you so much. This has just been awesome. so wonderful to have a, just a sweet organic conversation with you. You're welcome. I loved it. Every minute of it. Awesome. Awesome. I did too. And so I will, um, post a link to your podcast and to your website on the show notes, okay. uh, ladies, I'm just so happy to have you listening in on this. And if you know somebody who would benefit from these beautiful words of this beautiful woman, feel free to share this episode. And, um, for those of you seeing this for the first time on Facebook, you are, you are getting it hot off the press. So, uh, there your VIP members get the interviews before our podcast listeners do. So I'm really excited to be able to share this, even though we had a little technical glitch. Um, awesome. Uh, ladies, uh, have a very blessed day and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you so much. Absolutely. 
Thank you for tuning in to the ultimate biohack from women. This is directly from my heart to yours. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and send it to your friends or family who could possibly benefit from a little upliftment. That's how I personally enhance my own knowledge base. When friends send me a link to a really powerful and profound episode they've heard somewhere, I just really appreciate that. And I love the expansion that it brings to my life. I also want to encourage you, if you'd like to really begin getting your health back on track, you know, beyond a New Year's resolution, join the Up Level Your Health VIP program. This is where you'll receive a monthly empowerment pack that includes weekly opportunities to ask me and my team questions live to get the support you need with your own well-being. You'll also have access to tips and tools and resources on how to best care for your health and your body as the seasons change. So you can actually be ahead of the curve and optimize your health rather than waiting until you're sick and broken to try to do something about it. Jump on in so you can be a part of the monthly meditations and offerings and you get a free seven day free trial. So the link is in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you there with so much love. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory, and the producers disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.